Well, Eagles Nation, our Eagles go on the road in a hostile environment against the Cowboys in Dallas with our backup quarterback. Put on a pretty impressive performance in some ways, but leave us with a lot to talk about. Let's be honest. Got to give Dallas some credit. It's Christmas Eve. It's a loss, but no reason to keep our heads down. We'll talk about it next on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night, as they say. Well, folks, uh, welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Appreciate you tuning in, and again, Merry Christmas to all. It is uh, really a Christmas uh, day now, uh, day, night, I guess you can say. Um, Christmas Eve has passed as I record this, as it's in the... Wanted to take some time to really digest this game. Uh, it's a tough one. We hate the Cowboys, and uh, we hate losing to them. And uh, this was a tough one to watch because, well, I mean, the Eagles certainly, when you score 34 points with your backup quarterback, you should win the game. That's the bottom line. That's more than enough points from your backup quarterback and your Eagles in general, to win a game. That is, unless you give up 40, which the Eagles did. So I've got uh, quite a number of things I want to get through, but uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for tuning in. It's been a another great uh, calendar year, I mean officially a calendar year, to the here we are in the end of December here on Christmas, and uh, wanted to thank and, and just let you all know how much I appreciate you listening and tuning in Philadelphia Eagles talk throughout the course of the year, and I hope you all have a Merry Christmas to you and yours, and uh, and uh, let's hope for some really nice things, if you know what I mean, come 2023. Email us at the show at petwg at gmail.com. Again, petwg at gmail.com. I'd really be interested in your thoughts after this game. You know, big rivalry game against the Cowboys. Second time we've locked horns with them this year. Ironically, the first time we played them, they had their backup quarterback in, and we played them the second time around here, going to Dallas, and we have our backup quarterback in. Uh, and the Eagles and Cowboys split the regular season, and it's more than likely that uh, there's a round three coming up in you know probably about a month uh, in Philly. So. Uh, we more than likely have not seen the last of the Cowboys uh, here in uh, in this uh, football season. So, Eagles lose forty to thirty four. Um, so much to talk about in this game, and I I don't really even know really where to start. Um, 
I guess we'll start first with the play. I don't know. Should I go positives and then negatives? I'm trying to figure out how to format this game. There's just so many things running through my mind. Um, other than the fact that I just absolutely can't stand the Cowboys. But you know what's kind of interesting? They, You know, the way Dallas reacted to this game and beating an Eagles team that had their backup quarterback in, and they had the fight tooth and nail to beat us at home. And the celebration they put on at the end. I mean, it's a big win for Dallas. I get it. Divisional game. They're coming off a tough loss last week. But they really blew the game against, uh, was it Jacksonville? So, I mean, I guess I get it. I just can't stand Dallas. Man, it just burns me more than any team when they lose to this team. doesn't even matter what the year with the circumstance, I hate the Cowboys. But I got to give him credit. I got to give especially Dak credit. Uh, I thought Dak, you know, early on that first drive, especially what was it, the second or third play of the game, you know, he threw the the pick six to Josh Sweat. What a play by Sweat, by the way. He's having just an unbelievable year. Uh, I was so happy to see him, you know, get in the end zone. Um, there's not many guys in this defense more deserving than, than Josh Sweat and the, the, and, and the work that he's put in and how, how good, how really good of a pass rusher he's become. And, man, did that get my juices flowing early in the game. I'm like, oh, man, how awesome is that? You get a pick six from Dak. But, again, to Dak's credit, man, I mean, most quarterbacks, especially with the guy like Dak who's got a lot of pressure on him in Dallas, uh, to, I mean, I don't know if he missed like the next 18 or so. I think he had like 18 straight completions after that. Something crazy. I mean, he was on a mission after that, after that interception. Um, so I got to give Dak a lot of credit and he just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And, and, uh, there was that other play where, um, uh, Bonte Maddox before he went out of the game, uh, had the, you know, blitzed and, and, was in the process of sacking Dak. And uh, as Dak was going down, he muscled up enough strength to get the pass off and kept the drive alive and ended up scoring a touchdown uh, on that big third down play where really Avante Maddox should have had a sack on that play. And that was just the way that Dak played the rest of that game. I mean, he was he fought and clawed and scraped to keep the Cowboys in that game. And uh, I'm not a big Dak fan. I mean, there's there's times that I, I've always said he was a good quarterback. I never was one that thought he was overrated or anything like that. Uh, I think Dak is a very good quarterback. And he also ran today more than I've seen him run most of this year. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Dallas games, but, uh, you know, they were talking about the game where he hasn't really run much this year. But he ran, you know, when, when, those, were, when those lanes were there for him to run today, uh, Dak took off and got some big chunks to keep drives alive. And, uh, you know, he did, and his passes were dead on accurate. I mean, he really, other than that first, you know, pick six, Dak was on his game. And the Eagles really had no answers for him defensively. Uh, outside of the defensive line, I thought the defensive line uh, did sack him six times. I mean, you can't ask for more out of your defensive line. I thought the defensive line played a great game. I will use the word great. When I'm, you know, I got to watch, rewatch the game and all that. But for my initial uh, watch today, I thought the defensive line played outstanding. They got pressure on Dak. Now, they did give him some of those rushing lanes, 
So maybe they were a little bit, uh, I'll give you, you know, that would probably be my only criticism of the defensive line is that uh, there was times where they left huge running lanes for Dak to take off. Um, so I think that would be my only nitpick for the defensive line. Uh, having just, you know, having a single live watch today without looking and reviewing it again. Uh, but again, I thought they got a lot of pressure on Dak. And I also thought that they uh, stopped the run very well. You know, I, I thought they really did pretty well for the most part. Dallas is a very good running game, a very good offensive line. And I thought in the trenches today that the Eagles played extremely well um, on both sides. I think their offensive line also. I mean, even though Minshew, you know, had some pressure on him, he wasn't sacked the entire game. And the Cowboys, you know, are second in the entire league in sacks. Uh, so, you know, I really thought that the Eagles came to play on in the trenches. Beyond the trenches, totally different story. And there's uh, there's quite a few people that probably have been mostly praised throughout the year that in this game and in this program is going to get absolutely ripped apart. And there's two in mind right now that uh, it's hammer time. The first, trying to figure out which one I should go with first. Since I was talking mostly defense, I guess we'll stick with with defense is Darius Slay. Hey, Mr. Slay, if you want to be called Slay and not, you know, Darius Slay and, you know, be the playmaker and all that type of thing, big play Slay. I don't know where his head was in this game today, but he, this is the worst game that uh, Slay has played as an Eagle. And he picked the worst time they have his worst game. I don't know what the heck. This guy was getting smoked most of the game. So big play Slay was a no-show in Dallas. And if you're going to have a game off in the season, Slay, against the Cowboys is not the game to take off. And apparently Slay is taken to the social media waves. I'm not a, I'm not on Twitter. But I've heard that he has, uh, you know, Eagle fans do not like losing to the Cowboys, obviously. And if you're a target for the reason why they lost, or one of the reasons why the Eagles didn't come through today, especially when you had a pitiful performance, you're going to hear it from the Eagles fans. That's part of playing in Philly versus Detroit, Slay. Now, I like Slay. I'm not trying to hammer him. But, again, the emotions run high against the Cowboys. You need to step up. Everyone's going to get burnt every once in a while. But when you get burnt on a third and 30, third down and 30 yards, Slay, one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL, one of the star cornerbacks in the NFL, then you got to have some tough skin. You get paid as much as we pay you. You talk as much as you talk. And you give up a third down and 30 to a guy that the Cowboys just brought off the scrap heap, hasn't played the entire year in the league, in T.Y. Hilton. Now listen, 
I've had T.Y. Hilton on my fantasy team in past years. The guy is, you know, in his prime, is a very, very good wide receiver. Pro Bowl type wide receiver, no doubt. Definitely still has speed, as we just found out today. But this guy hasn't played football the entire season. And he comes in and smokes you on a third down and 30 for 50 yards. I mean, that was probably, that probably should have been the play to just signal to everybody that the Eagles are going to lose this game. I still thought the Eagles would win even after that, but man, uh, that is, you cannot, it goes without saying, but you cannot give up a play like that, slay. And if you do, then be humble enough to take the criticism that's coming your way. And if you don't like it, hey, guess what, Slay? Pick up your game. That's target number one. And that wasn't the only time, by the way. He had other issues in the game. He was running into guys. Uh, he The first touchdown in the game in the end zone there with uh, C.D. Lamb totally didn't even cover him. Like, blew the coverage. I don't know if that was his fault or someone else's fault, but I think it was his fault. It looked like he was the one that was out of place and didn't cover Lamb in the corner of the end zone. I think it was Lamb who scored that, that touchdown. I'm trying to remember now. It was earlier in the game where he just let the guy run completely behind him. Uh, that looked like his fault, too. And Slay had a horrible game. F for a grade for Slay. F. Total failure. To the point where you're almost concerned about him. I mean, that was such a bad game. You wonder if he just, like, lost a huge step during the season this year. Whether it's age, I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, I'm hoping that's not the case. And maybe he just had a really off game. But, Slay, I haven't read any of your comments yet. But I'm hearing that you're going off on Twitter or social media or whatnot. Complaining about the Eagles fans and the heat you're taking right now. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad. That's all I got to say. You picked the wrong game to screw up at big spots. So deal with it. The next target, and when you get right down to it, the two Eagles losses this year, you can almost attribute to this guy, this one player. And that's Quez Watkins. Now, I'm a fan of Quez Watkins. Again, much like Slay, you know, I think Quez is a guy who deserves a lot of credit late, you know, Kind of a middle-to-late-round pick. And he's played pretty well for the most part in his career, but carved out a nice little third wide receiver spot on his team. But between the wide-open play against the uh, Commanders, where the Eagles were driving and would have scored the game-winning touchdown, where he fumbled the ball, And the Eagles lost it, of course, and ended up losing the game. Uh, and then today, twice, not once, twice in this game, Minshew went to him on critical plays, and he doesn't fight for the ball. Didn't fight for the ball, both of them. He was outmanned by the Cowboy defensive back. I think it was cursed both times, or at least once. Just took the ball right away from him. 
Uh, dude. I need you to watch some tape of your teammate. You don't even have to go that far. He's right on your team. There's such a contrast in just today's game alone between how to go after the ball and attack it at its high point or just attack the ball in general. Then number six, Devontae Smith, who had an incredible game. The catches he was making. You want to talk about high pointing the ball and attacking the ball and coming down with a catch when you're covered pretty pretty well? Quez. Let's go, man. Your two turnovers, I don't even blame Minshew for. And they weren't the best thrown balls. But you got to make those catches. You got to come down with those catches. Those balls are going to you. And you got outmanned twice. Key critical turnovers. If you want to remain in this team, those are the type of turnovers. And again, it's extra highlighted when you have these type games against your divisional rivals. And not only did you screw up big time against the Commanders, likely cost us that game. One of the reasons, I shouldn't say you're the only reason, but you definitely were one of the main reasons why we lost that game. And today, you're definitely one of the reasons why we lost to the Cowboys. Your job as a wide receiver when that ball's in the air is to bring it in. Make the catch. I mean, those were not balls where you could not bring those in easily. But you got to attack the ball. And I know Wes isn't the Quez Weather isn't the biggest wide receiver in the world, but it doesn't matter. Neither is Devontae Smith. And that guy's out there out leaping double coverage way down the field. There wasn't even as close as you were. I'm talking deeper down the field with, with Quez. I mean, uh, with, uh, sorry, Devontae. Like, Devontae Smith was awesome today. It was the best game I've ever seen Devontae Smith play since he's been an Eagle. And he's had some good games, as we know. He was awesome today. And I just wrote down in my notes, what a contrast. What a contrast between him and Quez Watkins in just this game as to how to play wide receiver in the NFL. Devontae Smith out jumping, out stretching. Highest point of attack, bringing the ball in. And he's even probably skinnier and smaller than Quez. Both were not big wide receivers by any stretch. But he's got two wideouts on the team that, that go after and attack the ball. A.J. Brown has built a career on it. Devontae Smith obviously has learned from A.J. Brown or just has always played this way. I didn't watch him much in college, but I knew he was obviously a dynamic playmaker. But they both attack the ball. And it's amazing to me how you can have two wide receivers on your own team who do that better than most in the NFL. And you have not learned from them? And you're on the same freaking team as them? Man, Quez, 
I still like Equez, but man, if you want to take your game to the next level, watch your teammates and how they go after the ball. I'm not even going to blame Minshew. And let's talk about Minshew. We knew going in that, you know, the Eagles would not be playing without their MVP quarterback Hurts. And which sucks because, let's face it, you want to have them against your divisional rival and certainly the Cowboys. And Minshew played as well as I was expecting him to, quite honestly. This is what I expected of Minshew. In fact, I think he might even played even better than I thought he would. I would, you know, I would think a guy who's been on the bench the entire year, except for some garbage time for some big eagle, you know, uh, wins where he's had to come in, you know, in the fourth quarter and just garbage time just to run the game out. But, uh, and he had one less day of practice, actually really two less days to prep, prepare for this game because he went to his, uh, his former coach's funeral. So he missed one day, uh, with that. And then obviously a short week with the game being on Christmas Eve on Saturday versus Sunday. And he went out and did exactly what you would hope your backup quarterback would do. When you go on the road against a really good team, hostile environment, and you put up 34 points, I mean, you know, one of those touchdowns was Josh Sweats, okay. But, you know, puts up three touchdowns. You gotta win those games. You gotta win those games. I'm not gonna bash Minshew. I know he had some turnovers. Again, two of them I blame on Quez Watkins. Now, were they the best throwing balls? No, but they were definitely catchable balls. And I'm blaming Quez for both of them. Uh, I know he had another, you know, he did he did miss some wide open guys. I remember him missing Quez, speaking of Quez, early in the game, overthrew him and he was wide open. I remember him overthrowing someone, I think it was, oh, it was Smith too. He overthrew Smith who was wide open and could have walked into the end zone as well. So, you know, he had some miss, he had some misses out there, you know. But again, I'm not blaming Minshew for this loss by any stretch. Any stretch. And neither should you. I don't think most Eagle fans are. I thought, you know, for him coming in uh, on the road, I thought he, he definitely played well enough for the Eagles to win this game. Um, would you like to have some throws back? Sure. Sure. Sure he would. I'm surprised that they didn't go to Goddard more often. Now, Goddard, maybe he's still not 100%. You know, I mean, he's he had a big shoulder injury. It didn't look didn't look like they wanted to go with him. Or you know, usually, when Goddard is in the game, there's a game plan to get the ball to Goddard. I didn't sense that in today's game. You know, he he had three big catches. You know, the three times they went to him, he caught each one, and they were mostly for big plays. I was shocked, especially in the fourth in the fourth quarter, that last drive, that they didn't, especially the last play. I'm like, this is the time to go to Goddard. You know, I'm talking about the actual last play of the game. I was like, gotta call Goddard's number here. They hadn't thrown to him in like a quarter and a half. That's what I thought for sure that was the call. Maybe it was, I don't know. It looked like it was another rollout, just trying to see if he could buy some time. Mika Parsons was a beast during that last drive. Uh he is so he's one of those guys that you just love watching. I hate the fact that he's got a star in his helmet. It just it sucks. Because he is such a great player. I know he didn't get any sacks today, but you can't tell me he wasn't a factor either way. That guy is pedal to the metal on every single play. 
And, uh, you know, yeah, he didn't get any sacks today, but he was all over. Constantly rushing and putting some pressure on Minshew. Um, Mika Parsons is a hell, hell of a football player. Uh, and Dallas played well overall. I mean, Dallas, like I said, Dak was just, you know, he played like he didn't want to lose his game or was not going to lose his game. No matter how many times the Eagles kept counterpunching and taking a lead, Dak kept fighting for his team and kept fighting back. And you got to give him credit for that. And you got to give Dallas's defense credit for the turnovers because they just outmanned our team. And in most cases, when they had a chance to turn to make a big play, Dallas's defense made it. Where ours on third and thirty can't get a stop. So while the defensive line played well, I think even our linebackers played pretty well. Secondary. Major problems. Bradbury also was beaten on the Gallup touchdown. He didn't have his best game either. Thought our safeties didn't tackle too well. Blankenship, who you guys know I talked about a lot. I didn't think he had a good game. He was late to some plays. Missed some tackles. When Avante Maddox went out, CeeDee Lamb went off. Credit to Dallas' coaching because they just, once Maddox left the game, on that great play that he made, by the way, bringing Dak down, uh, which was shortly after that play that he wasn't able to get Dak down, and Dak, you know, stayed on his feet and just uh, made that throw for the first down. It was a few plays later where Avante Maddox read a great uh, that was the one of the kind of the trick play that Dallas ran where they kind of pitched it to a wide receiver or something like that. He was about to throw the ball and threw it back to Dak. Avante Maddox just pursued Dak, immediately attacked him and, and ended up getting a, a sack. But on that play, look like he broke his toe or something. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a doctor and don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, you know, that's not set in stone. I'm just, something happened to his toe and I don't think it was good. It didn't look like it was. Like they showed him kind of being carted off uh, or walking off. I think he was walking to the uh, locker room after the injury, and his toe was sticking out. I don't know if that was just because it was, you know, they had a splint on it already or something, but I don't know. It looked like it was a lot of place to me. So it looked like he might have broke his toe or his turf toe or something. But that's another injury that might keep him out for a while. He's such a key component to this game, to this team, this defense. Uh, but Avante Maddox has not been able to stay healthy all year, and he's such a good player. He does so much for our defense. He's so versatile. And uh, he, you know, the Eagles defense was exposed when he when he was out of the game. CeeDee Lamb just went off. They could not stop him. They eventually got into halftime, made some adjustments, and they basically shut CD down the second half. But the guy had 100, 100 yards receiving at the end of the first quarter, or basically just past the first quarter in the first half. I mean, CeeDee Lamb was just killing the Eagles. Actually, he did have some big catches in the in the in some critical drives later in the game too. But CeeDee, he was just, you couldn't stop him early in the game. 
Some huge plays by the Dallas tight ends, too, in the second half. They started going to the tight end more, and their tight ends made some really big plays. Trying to think what else here. Um, you know, just the Eagles for the second time. They've lost two games this year. Both games, they turned the ball over four times. Commanders, now Dallas. So, I mean, the Eagles could very easily be undefeated. It's one thing that I'm finding out about this team is the only team that could beat the Eagles this year are the Eagles. Dallas could not stop our offense. And this is with our backup quarterback. They could not stop the Eagles' offense with Minshew even at the at the helm. They couldn't. Even the last drive. There was another 30 seconds on the clock. Eagles might have won this game. I don't know. But even that last drive, Minshew marched the Eagles all the way down. Put us in a position to win. The whole game, they couldn't stop the Eagles' offense. Now, we couldn't we didn't do that good of a job stopping their offense either. But, you know, when you got them third and 30, you think, you think that we should uh, lead them to a punt, have to punt, and not complete a 50-yard pass down the field on third down and 30. That play's going to stick with me. That's going to be a hard one to get over. Just crazy. Third down and 30. So Devontae Smith, huge game. To break down the numbers just a little bit here. Dak Prescott was 30, uh, 27 to 35 for 347 yards and three touchdowns. He had that one pick early. Sacked six times, never gave up. Dak played a great game. So for all those Cowboy fans out there, any of them listening here, because I know Dak takes a lot of heat in Dallas. That guy's a damn good quarterback. Eagles played well against the run. I mean, and Dallas definitely tried to establish a run in this game. They had, you know, they ran Elliott 16 times, and Pollard... Another nine times. And we know how exciting a back Pollard is. I mean, how many times has he been on a highlight tape this year? I think he averages like six yards a carry. You know what Pollard did in this game? Nine carries for 19 yards. 2.1 average. Like I said, I didn't even know this because it's the first time I'm looking at the numbers. I'm just telling you from my first observation of watching the game live, I thought the Eagles' defensive line played very well against the run, and the numbers show that out. I mean, Ezekiel, he did have a touchdown. He did have that one long run of 22 yards. Okay, so so think about this. He had a 22-yard long run, but he was, for the game, 16 carries for 55 yards. 3.4 average, one touchdown. Eagles D did very good. They played the run very, very well. So good job at Eagles defensive line. Conversely, the Cowboys shut down Sanders. I mean, Sanders had 21 carries for 65 yards, only 3.1. Minshew had, uh, sorry, Gainwell had four carries for 17. Now, the Eagles had some, you know, costly turnovers by the running backs. You had the the only play that I think Boston Scott was in the game, you know, they hand off to him, 
and he fumbles. He loses the ball right immediately. They don't get the handoff exchange, and Dallas recovers. That was the other thing. The balls bounced Cowboys' way in this one. You know, there's a couple of fumbles, that critical fumble by Dak with a great play by Hassan Reddick. Knocked the ball out. Ball is right in, who was it? Oh, it was uh, the one who came in to replace uh, Lane Johnson, uh, Driscoll. Right in Driscoll's, was it? No, no I'm sorry, it wasn't Driscoll. Uh, I think it was Joseph, maybe. Can't remember the defensive lineman. I want to say it was Joseph, uh, who basically had the ball right there and squeezed out. And Dallas recovered. I mean, that would have been huge. That might have been the game. That was a critical play by Hassan Riddick, who really played a. That you know he was kind of uh, nullified most of this game, but what a rush that was, and and should have the Eagles could have very easily had a turnover in that in that play, uh, but did not get the recovery. Anyway, getting back to Boston Scott. You know, him and Minshew have a bad exchange, fumble, Dallas gets the ball. And then later in the game, by the way, they scored a touchdown off of that. Later in the game, uh, Miles Sanders, now for the second straight game, you know, I'm not going to – you guys know what I think about Miles Sanders. I am his biggest proponent, biggest fan, and biggest defender. But Miles, Miles, that one's on you, man. That was definitely on you. He did take responsibility after the game. I feel, I feel really, I do feel for Miles. I think he's unfairly criticized by half of this fan base. There's a lot of Eagle fans out there that do not like Miles for some reason. Don't don't realize how good he is. Now it's hard for me to defend him today. He didn't have that good of a game and very very costly fumble. And uh, I know he was trying to make something out of nothing. On that play, but you got to hold on to the ball. And again, this is that's the play that I was talking about when Driscoll had it. Like basically, he fell on it, squishes out, and Dallas gets the ball and had it inside the twenty yard line. Just you know, terrible, terrible, uh, terrible turnover there. So Miles didn't have a great game. Didn't even have a good game. Minshew, 24 of 40, 355 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Devontae Smith had eight receptions for 113 yards, two touchdowns. Amazing game by Devontae Smith. His catches were awesome. Incredible. Clutch. Clutch catches, too. A.J. Brown had over 100 yards on six receptions. Dallas got it again, three for three, threw to him three times, three touches for 67 yards. I don't know where he was in the second half, or especially in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know if his shoulder started bothering him. I don't know. But I don't know why they didn't go through him at all. And here's Quez Watkins. Five targets, only one catch, and those two turnovers. C.D. Lamb, 11 targets. 11 targets, caught 10 of them for 120 yards and two touchdowns. That's unacceptable. And then, of course, the 52-yard third down and 30 pass completion to T.Y. Hillen. Oh, man. Tough. It's a tough loss. 
tough as they come. Um, so no celebration in Philadelphia. If the Eagles had won that game, they would have clinched the home field advantage, the top seed in the NFC. That's going to be uh, held off for another week at least. And by the way, let's talk about Jalen Hurts because when Matt and I talked in the preview game, we thought that Hurts would go for this game. But more information has come out since that podcast that uh, indicate that Hurts is hurt worse than uh, that was kind of let out initially. That it's more than just a shoulder sprain and that it's a little bit more having to do with the shoulder and clavicle and that whole piece of where they connect. Like there's, there's a little bit of something else going on in his shoulder. And uh, that's concerning because I don't know, you know, from what I'm hearing from some, obviously some medical doctors that have talked about that type of specific injury, that's really almost like a three to four week recovery. But you can, depending on your pain tolerance, play with it after about maybe three weeks in perhaps, you know, after about two and two or three weeks of recovery. So I don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to play against the Saints next week in another game where the Eagles need, again, they just need to win one more game to solidify that number one overall seed in the first round bye. And that bye is becoming even more and more important now with these recent injuries. Again, Avante Maddox, that one looks like he's going to be out who knows how long. And maybe even most importantly, and we know how important this guy is, Lane Johnson left the game in the fourth quarter. I heard a report that it's a a groin injury, but I don't have any uh, confirmation on that. It's just something I, I heard. But it seems pretty severe. Like, he was in a lot of pain. There's no doubt he was in visible pain. And we know the Eagles' record without Lane Johnson in this lineup. When he's not playing, the Eagles have a, I mean, I think their winning percentage is like 250. Like, they, it's it's like, it's it's not good. It's not, in fact, it's really, really concerning. So let's hope that Lane's injury is not that bad. Now, they should be able to beat, you know, the Saints or the Giants without being at full tilt. But nothing's a given at this point. Uh, When you got to go into these next two games without Jalen Hurts, potentially, without Lane Johnson, potentially, without Avante Maddox, potentially, the playing field becomes a little more level. They just got to get one more win here. But we'll talk about that in future podcasts. But for today, the Eagles let one get away. This was a game that they should have won. Even as well as Dallas played, the Eagles should have won this game. Or should I say could have won this game. Even with four turnovers in their backup quarterback, they were 20 yards away from winning this game at the end. That's how good this Eagles team is this year. But you can't, these turnovers, you, you, you know, especially ones that you can prevent, 
And turnovers do happen. You know, you're not going to go a whole season being perfect without turning the ball over. They're going to happen. But the ones that are controllable, like handoff exchanges, like Miles just losing the ball on his own, not securing it, and wide receivers not fighting for the ball, not going after it in point of attack, allowing defensive uh, cornerbacks and defensive players to outman you and make the catch. Those are just unacceptable turnovers. So there's some good that come out of the game. I think, uh, you know, Minshew has proven that he can win, that he can definitely move this offense against a good defense. So, which I think most of us believe that he could do. I mean, he's a good backup. The guy could probably be starting in the NFL. Um, yeah, like like I said, I'm sure there's some throws that he'd like to have back, but they didn't lose this game today because of Minshew. So the Eagles lose 40-34 to in a high-scoring shootout, which I'm sure was very entertaining for football fans tuning into that game. Uh, I thought it was would have been a fun game to watch had I not been an Eagle fan and been so invested in it. Because uh, I just hate losing that Cowboys, so. Didn't have the outcome that I was hoping for. Trying not to let it ruin my Christmas. I just hate the Cowboys. Hate losing to them. I know we all do. But, you know, got to give credit where credit's due. Dallas did enough to win that game. And now the Eagles got to figure out how to beat the Saints. Probably without Hurts again. Probably without Lane Johnson. And probably without... Devontae Maddox. So, like I said, that bye week now is becoming more and more important. Depending on the injury status now of those two key players, uh, I would say, without knowing exactly the extent of their injuries, they're going to need that bye week. As does our quarterback. So, I don't have a lot much more to say about it. Um, there's some concerns coming out of this game, for sure. Uh, so let us know your thoughts. Email us at petwg at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. What's your take on the game? And, uh, you know. This is a tough one. I got a lot of cowboy friends, and they're all chirping. And I'm sure you guys all do, too. Let them chirp. We're going to see them again. In Philly, in the playoffs, more than likely. So, we're going to get another shot at them. And hopefully have our quarterback. Hopefully have our Pro Bowl right tackle. And hopefully have Monte Maddox. And hopefully we have a Pro Bowl slay Mr. Darius. Maybe we have big place slay show up for that game. And not whoever that guy was out there today. They gave up a third down and 30 for 50 yards. 
and another touchdown where the guy he was supposed to be covering was 10 yards behind him down the field in the end zone, catching a touchdown pass. All right. Enough about the game. Still a lot of positive to take away from it. Eagles are still in a position to do exactly what they need to do, and that is clinch the overall number one seed. They still have the best record in the NFL, so let's not let this game take us down too much, especially because it is Christmas. And with that, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you all have a great time with your friends and family in this holiday season. We'll be back, obviously, to talk about the upcoming game against the Saints. And we'll have an update, hopefully, on the injury status of uh, some key players that we know and that talked about that went out today. And some other uh, future talking points about the game. But, but as the man in the red suit would say, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Thank you again for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Tough game today, folks, but keep your heads up. Eagles are still the best team in the NFL. We're still positioned to be the number one overall seed in the NFC. And we'll have Dallas back one more time. They may have won the battle, but they have not won the war. Have a good night, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Take care.